Hello, this is episode 13 of Making Friends with Mark McGark. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, right? Been a crazy busy summer. I've missed you. I hope you're doing well. Listen, I know you haven't been getting the podcast from me every weekend, not in July anyway, and I'm sorry. I just, I can't do it. I have too much on my plate, but I'm doing it as often as I can, and I'll just keep putting them out there, and uh, you don't want one every week anyway, do you? That's stressful. You're looking at your phone, you're like, oh, another one? I have to listen to another one? Jesus, this guy, all the time, every week. So really, I'm helping you out. I'm easing the load of your podcast stress burden. <sighs> I would love to do this every week. I'd love to do it every day, but I just don't have the time. Uh, this one, we'll probably get one out next week. But then the week after that, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Don't keep your fingers crossed or do whatever superstition. What? This episode of the Making Friends podcast is brought to you by socks. Socks. Condoms to make sure your feet don't let your shoes get pregnant. Buy socks today. Big thank you to Socks for sponsoring this podcast today and to our good friend Marky Doodoo at Marky Doodoo on Twitter for reading that copy. Today's episode features the delightful Andrew Chamings, who can be found at Andrew Chamings on the Twitter. And also check out his website, andrewwallacechamings.com, to see all of the writing he has done. Some pretty impressive stuff. Uh, in addition to articles, he's also written a few screenplays. Check him out. You won't regret it. He's one of the more talented writers that you'll come across. And speaking of talented writers, my co-host on this episode is Mason Piedfert, who you may remember from a few episodes back, the diarrhea poster child, Mason Piedfert. That's what she loves to talk about. She, oh, I hope I can say that. She's going to get mad at me. <laughs> the intelligent and beautiful diarrhea poster child, Mason Piedfert. And now for the episode featuring writer funny man handsome hair fellow uh ex-brit repatriated in america and one of the coolest people you'll come across andrew wallace chamings i think it's chamings not chamings chamings on episode 13 of making friends with mark mcgark part one of two. Here you go, friends. I'm doing what's known in England as shirt cocking right now. Um, so, <laughs> this, this is what, what you wear. Just You have to explain. <laughs> Shirt cocking is one of the worst things. It's worse than being naked. It's more shirt. offensive. You wear a t-shirt or a shirt and nothing else, and then no. walk around, walk around quite confidently. Um, <laughs> so this is what's happening now. And look like a pedophile. <laughs> right. 
I mean, yeah, I'll just, yeah, maybe. So yeah, so I'm not gonna pan, pan down. You see, I thought you were gonna say it's when you just unbutton one extra button from your shirt, because I see that you have that as well. But then, no. Every, every 10 minutes. Your wiener is dangling. Guys, look at me. <laughs> look at me right now. Okay. I like broke my paper. <laughs> like how ghetto what is, is this? What is that? I've safety pinned it together because I can't fit in any of my other pants right now because I've gained so much weight. So my zipper just popped open and um, I don't plan on getting hit on tonight. So but I've safety pinned it together. You have. What were you doing when it popped? Were you lunging or? I just, just... took a deep breath. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, just, just swallow <gasps> and go. Yeah, and then like, and I was like, what the hell was that? And then I had like a draft downstairs, so I knew. A, a draft. Yeah. yeah, like a breezy opening. You have the perfect party story though. Like, not only can you share that story at the party, but you have <laughs> visual <laughs> proof. Hey, fellas, check this shit out. <laughs> yeah, while you're pretending to be soulless, you can talk about your, your waist. Your <laughs> not only do I have yeah, no soul, it's not good for my I also yeah. have no zipper. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> right, that makes sense. Yes. This is fun talking over each other, right? It doesn't. Yeah, the, I'm trying um, not to. The service is like, I don't know, it goes in and out, so. I'm not waving at you, Andrew. <laughs> Why are you waving? <laughs> I'm adjusting my earbuds, you dumbass. <laughs> I know. I knew, I knew that. Right, right, right. Okay, sure. guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to talk over you guys, but it's like it's a little slow, so I'm sorry. All right. If I do. But I'm more important than both your, of you. Your anyway, words so. are valuable. I want you to know that. You can, you can, right. you can talk over me. It'll be it's fine. <sighs> Thank God. Okay. I'll do that. So, Andrew, you're on a Twitter break right now. That's terrible. We miss you. I am. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I mean, I miss you. I miss uh -huh. you, too. Why um, are you on a Twitter break? But I, was, I was lurking. Um, I'm trying to write things other than uh, tweets for a bit. Is Not it? very successful, yeah. Oh, really? Is that impossible when you have Twitter? Well... I feel like the type of writing I do comes from the same part of my brain as like writing tweets. So it definitely, it's not like a separate thing. So if I'm just trying to write little tweets all day, I just don't do much other writing. So yeah, it does definitely detract from it. Yeah, it's like a false sense of satisfaction um, sometimes, right? Like you, you craft something and you throw it out into the world and people might like it and you're like, I did something today. But really it kind of disappears into the ether in just a few moments. Well, I feel like it can kind of encourage creativity, but then you just do it too much and then you're not doing any other creativity at all. So I found that I, I have problems with that, for sure. So I try and take breaks occasionally. And that's what I'm doing now. But um, I don't know. Not working? For how long? Um, I don't know, we'll see. A couple of weeks. I'm trying to write some various things. Um, One's going okay. One's a. I'm trying to write a, a monologue for a writing packet for a show that I need to submit. So I wanted to really focus on that, and it's kind of fun. It's kind of like a John Oliver type thing. Was um, that with Adam? That's going pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I remember him telling me about a John Oliver type show he was working on. Yeah. Are so you applying for that, Andrew? 
Um, so, yes, I am. I am too. Yay! How's it going? Uh, I haven't started. I mean, it's not due for a while, right? Right. So that's fun. And then, um, also, I'm just trying to write other, other bits and pieces. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be back on Twitter soon. I do miss it. I miss, I miss my friends. I don't know what you guys so. are talking about with an invite. I never got an invite. What, do you, what is this? Now I feel left out. Let's let's uh, add Adam. Let's add Adam. <laughs> add Adam to the conversation right now. Uh, I lied. Uh-huh. Oh, you do That's that. not sure, real. Sure, just a coincidence that you both said the word invite. I was just wondering if it was the same thing because it's hard, and and I don't want to do it. I mean, I do want to do it if Adam's listening, but I'm afraid. That sounds fun though. Um, are you? Is it just for? Uh, are you sending it to Adam? Or are you sending it to like a larger um, institution? I'm not really sure. I think it's a uh, larger person than Adam, slightly taller and wider. Right, and I right, think right. this tall, woman. wide person <laughs> is maybe the producer, the producer. I don't really know, to be honest. And we're probably getting all the information wrong. And then Adam's going to call into the show and be like, hey, guys, that's not right. Is this so supposed we'll to be a secret? Are we not supposed to talk about it? I just, I don't know. And you've, you've barely given any Ooh. detail. It's okay. <laughs> So you're talking about a monologue. Are you only writing a monologue for that, or are you writing other things too, like uh, scripted segments? I'm writing, I'm, uh, for that, I'm just doing a monologue, but I'm also working on, I'm doing something else, which is a, a TV pilot that I'm trying to work on as well. I looked at your webpage. So. I didn't really go in depth into it because I didn't have a lot of time, but I just saw on your front page, you talk about some scripts that you had written, and you have at least two different TV scripts there, or two different shows even, right? One is a, one's a feature script, a movie oh, okay. that I wrote. That was, the f that was the first thing I did not quite a long time ago. Do you have an IMDb, and Andrew? It, it, you're cutting out, Mason. Can you hear me? I can now. You yeah. have an IMDb. Oh, you keep cutting out. Yeah, I love you again. Cut out, but I think she's saying IMDb. Do you have an IMDb page? You're, yeah. He has I do. an IMDb. I do. I, so I, I wrote a, a movie script. It's a long, quite a long time ago now, and it's still not a movie. But it's been... I kind of optioned it to some producers and then some other producers, and it's just still doing that. So it, they gave me an IMDb thing. You fancy-ass bitch. <laughs> but it did... Yeah, but hopefully I'll get... <laughs> what do you say? I said, you fancy-ass bitch. Am I... Can you but hear it, me? No, you keep, you keep dropping out, actually. I can see you. Hi. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, and and then the other one is a TV pilot that I wrote last year with someone else. I co-wrote it, and that was also not made, but also option. So. What does that mean? It, it means somebody likes it and buys it, and they might eventually do it means something. Someone with get. It? Basically, yeah. So they'll give you some money, and they have the rights to try and make it basically and then that gets that can get extended and um it's pretty common it's not as big a deal as if you like sell it to like a network but it's like the it's when a producer wants the rights to it so they can try and yeah make, yeah that sounds good. which is what is kind of endlessly ha happening does that feel yeah. like an accomplishment when that happens <laughs> it did at first but now <laughs> until it's like... just languishing nowhere <laughs> Until it's just, yeah. It's kind of a bummer, right? Because well, so, they take it, and you're like, oh my god, so many people are going to see it. And you're like, okay, this one person likes it, and I know other people would like yeah. it if they only got to see it, but now it's like stuck in a no-man's land. 
where nobody can legally yeah, look at it. The TV pilot was fun because we got me and my co-writer got hired back by the production company to we got hired to write to rewrite it a bunch of times. So we spent a whole year like developing it, and that was really fun because we were like doing notes with the producers, and then the aim was at the end of the year for them to sell it to HBO, which ne nearly happened but did Whoa, not nuts. happen. Everybody wants your yeah. goods, Andrew. No, they but they don't. That's the point. They nearly do. Oh, they kind of want your goods. Wait, tell us a story. They pretend to for Give a us bit, the highlights of that story. Yeah. Like what happened? How did it nearly get to HBO? Well, they did get to HBO, and they looked at it for two weeks, and then they went, mm, no. Ah, oh, bummer. But, um... <laughs> I'm not laughing, that's just like a... The way you said that was so sad. It was sad. I mean, it was funny, the way you said it, but it's not a funny story. It was funny and sad. No, it was okay. I, was, I wasn't my... That story, that pilot wasn't my idea. I just co-wrote it with someone else who had the idea. But it was fun. It was a good year working on it and stuff. That's cool. Did they give you enough to so, sustain yourself when yeah. you're working on that process? Like you, you don't have to have another job. That one was quite. That one was pretty good. That that one paid okay. I mean, yeah, that was good. Not enough to like raise my children and everything. I'm a stay-at-home dad mostly. My wife looks after the the uh, income. Well, I try and write. <laughs> okay. She so a high-powered exec. But I'm at home with my. I've, she is. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> and I have two little. I have two little girls, so I'm at home with them all day. And then when they're napping, I'm. Are they right. high-powered as well? That's basically how it goes. Uh, they're pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be high-powered, I imagine. One day they'll be high-powered. Okay. For sure. I have some questions about your girls. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see if we get there. I wrote some questions down, and I, I said this to Mason. Like, I always write questions down, but we don't necessarily have to get to them. It's just like, it helps me to think, and it helps me to prepare. And honestly, I don't know you that well. Like, we were in some DM no, rooms, I feel like we've become and like, we've friends. kind of hung out. Right. on the side like just sort of like on the margins but never had like one-on-one -on -one time no i only realized how uh funny you were about two or three months ago oh, right Probably, oh like my i goodness. do one of those people that i never really interacted with much on twitter because i've only you know it's only been like a year and then about three months ago i decided to actually look at your tweets. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez, Andrew. It's so I funny. could listen to this all day. I think I heard ours. <laughs> but I think the subtext yeah. is, yeah. No, I reluctantly true. came around to enjoying you. <laughs> yeah, I reluctantly, I, re I finally decided to look at your tweets and they were really, really good. But yeah, uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more recently. Yeah, and then you just jumped um, off Twitter like an asshole and now we couldn't talk. I know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, you are here. We're actually yeah. talking. <laughs> <laughs> just jumping off like an asshole. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. Okay, so you're writing, and you... Uh, what was the second project you're working on? The the non-monologue project? It's a... Um, it's a TV pilot I'm writing by myself um, about... It's a comedy, half-hour comedy, that I'm trying to figure out about some terrorists, young terrorists, who oh, come hilarious. to bomb. It's really good. And they come to, like, bomb... Los Angeles, but then they kind of just fall in love with LA and don't bomb it. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, Where did that idea come from? <laughs> it is. It's kind of a dark... I have no idea. But it's kind of a dark comedy, He's thought about but... bombing LA himself, and then he was like... <laughs> yeah, but then really liking like LA. Like yeah. So. yeah, but but then they're like, one will become like a stand-up, and one will like get into like beach life, and but then they're still there to try and bomb it. So, I don't know, it could be funny. That sounds funny. Yeah, they fall in love with <laughs> the lifestyle. It could... It could it could be not funny at all as well, so. 
Bombings are yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah. Bombings can be funny. Anything can be funny. Uh, yeah, I think we're looking for um, more comedies about bombing now. I think you're, that's the zeitgeist. <laughs> There's a hole in the market there. When there is, is someone going to fill it? So yeah, that's why they're screaming. They're screaming out for it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that sounds good. Like, so like I do a little bit of writing on the side, but I just don't understand how it works. Like, there's so many things I don't understand about it. But for one thing, how do you get, like, you and personally, how do you get to a point where you're like, okay, I have this idea. It's about dudes who want to bomb L.A., but then they come here and they fall in love with it. And then how do you, like, get yeah. to the place where you say to yourself, this is good and this is worth pursuing. And I'm actually going to dedicate copious amounts of my time to make, trying to pull this off. Like, when, when does that happen? The way you just said that made me think that I should not be doing what I'm doh <laughs> <laughs> so like, wait, I haven't got to that point. I'm just writing it. Like, who do you think you that. are, Andrew? Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you... The how are you so delusioned? No. Mark's it's like, not why that. the fuck are you doing with, that? With, why would, what with all the ideas you have, how do you select you the one what? that you're going to dedicate your time to? You say all the ideas, it's literally my own idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about a comedy about terrorists. So, and I'm just not... I've stopped writing it right now. I'm done. I don't think of something else. Oh, you're done? No, I'm not. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm not. I'm going to keep writing it. Despite Mark's... Oh, because we're bullying you? I'm going to work it. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I don't know. I feel like I... I read, I read a lot of scripts. Um, and then... Try and, like... Think of ideas. And then... I actually read scripts for a contest as well. So I have, I'm constantly reading screenplays for, for a job as well. So. Yeah, what was that... And I saw I that on your webpage too, but, but I, I just forgot. Steal, I just steal the good bits and write my own script. <laughs> um, right. Basically, I read I read scripts for Zoetrope, the film company. Um, it's for their it's Francis Ford Coppola's company up here in the Bay Area, well, and he has a I don't know him. He has a contest, a screenplay contest. So I'm a, a reader. So I just read bad scripts and then rate them out of 10 and then the good ones go up to Francis to pick a winner. Oh, okay. Do you ever like write a... Do you ever leave him little yeah, notes on the, the script thing. like, hey, I love you. It's me, Yeah, Andrew. you're supposed to... You leave like a... You do... I have to write like a short paragraph. Oh, not love re notes. Re review and then... And then mark it. But then I just steal all the good ideas and try to make something better. Right. Yeah, do you ever put in a little note that's like... Uh, Francis's script is excellent. Uh, I really love the structure of this. <laughs> By the way, if you're looking for someone to massage your shoulders as you're reading this, I'm around. Yeah. It's yeah. me. Yeah, I'll, let's open some wine. How are your shoulders, Francis? Frankie. 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 <laughs> I, I want to see his daughter's new movie, The Beguiled. That looks really good to me. It looks like a... I, I heard it was quite yeah, good, like yeah. A, I heard it. Sexy period piece. Civil War sex piece. Civil War sex. sex. Yeah. You said sex twice. Mark just got excited and leant towards the screen and shouted the word sex Can twice. Can you tell what part <laughs> interests me about it? <laughs> the the, the Civil dialogue? War. Yeah. Well, okay, watch this hosting deafness that I employ right now. So, Andrew, okay. you are writing a script about two outsiders who come to L.A. Well, you yourself are an outsider who has come not only to L.A., but as well Ooh, to the United States of America. Burn! That was, that was, that was a beautiful segue. <laughs> Thank you. I liked it. Oh, I thought 
thought we were just calling him an outsider, like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, that's a good one. Just, but let's get into the story what, what, of, of uh, your transition from your old country to your new country. How did this all come about? Um, I moved here 10 years ago now, in 2007. Um, when... What did I move? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I just woke up in San Francisco. So, oh, okay. You were trafficked. Cool. No, when I... He was uh, trying to bomb it. Yeah, I was thinking about bombing. No, my, my wife... I met my wife in England. She's American. And I met her in Oxford, like, 2002. I was at college, at university, with her best mate. And then she lived in England for a while. And then in 2000s. So then we just decided to get married and go back to America. But we didn't want to go to Minnesota. <laughs> where, where did she come from? It's, kind of, it's cold. It, it, it's from Minnesota. And it's oh, cold okay. or it's really hot. Um, but we... Back in 2004, I went on a big road trip with two friends. Uh, we went from... We drove from, like, Minneapolis to Mexico and oh, back wow. over, like, two months. We just all quit our jobs. We were, like, all obsessed by... Jack Kerouac yeah. and stuff. I'm like, let's go do that. So we quit our jobs and saved money and did that. And then we really liked San Francisco. So then later, when we decided to move to America, uh, actually all three of us who went on that road trip all moved out here as well. It wasn't just me and my wife. So it's kind of cool. And they still live out here. That's so, great. Uh, I went on a road trip yeah. too. I yeah. quit my job and went on a road trip in 2008. It was four really? years behind you. Where where did you go? All across America. It started out in New Jersey, where I was living at the time, and went all the way west, and then south, and then back east, and then back up again. It was a long trip. It was like four months. My memories are really fun of that, because I feel like we did none of us had any cell phones. Although maybe we did, but it feels like we didn't. It just feels like a different time, and we were just driving and uh, listening to it. And we had a, a really old, big, white iPod yes. with, like... A hundred, like maybe a hundred twenty <laughs> songs on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a really fun time. Yeah, a lot of but people it, it, told it feels... me don't listen to your iPod. Just tune into the local radio stations as you're doing a road trip. Right. But boy, were they wrong? <laughs> well, there's a, I feel like as soon as you get just ten miles out of San Francisco, San Francisco, it's just country. Yeah. It's just anywhere yeah. out there. It's just country. For the next two thousand miles, yeah. it's just country. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we did the same thing too. And I remember um, that was like when iPhones first came out. It was like they had only been out for like a year. So anything before that, during your time when you went on your road trip, you wouldn't have had that easy access to the camera on your phone and the, all the songs in your entire music library. You would have to have the iPod. But yeah, that's just that's such right. a nice thing to have the iPhone we, available uh, now. And we weren't writing tweets while we were <laughs> driving across New Mexico. And we weren't. I guess our phones probably didn't even work because we were abroad anyway, right? So we probably didn't have them on. Um, but yeah, that was so much fun. And then we all, all three of us decided, okay, we'll, we'll move to America one day. And then three years later, we all did. Um, and they're both still here. And one of them actually married the friend who was my wife's best friend, who I met my wife through. Oh, wow. So we have like two, two couples. You guys are a close-knit bunch. Yes, we are, and they live across the street. So yeah, we are a bit. Oh jeez. But it's fine. That's great. Do you have orgies? Actually, they, actually, they, actually, they. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I love friendship. That's so wonderful. You guys are all spending your lives together. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. Yay. Friendship. Did Mark just say I love friendship? I do. 
He did. I love friendships. You know, I don't, I, I don't have a best friend. It. That all sounds so romantic and lovely to me. Meanwhile, I'm like, do you guys <laughs> I have, swing? I don't have, I don't a, have a friend at all. They sound, they sound fun. What, what, what's friendship like, Andrew? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He wouldn't know. Come on. <laughs> I'm stuck in a I'm stuck in a crate under my house, avoiding my children. I don't know. Well, that's cool. I'm gonna Wait, stay here. are you under your house? Yeah. Oh, do y'all have basements there? It's not even, it's not even a basement. It's a, it's. I live on a hill, a steep hill in Oakland, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to show you, but there's basically rocks here. This is a crawl space under my house. Oh, jeez. There's probably there are some animals down here, but there's all. But I, I made a room with lots of weird felt and stuff. I wanted it to look really awful, like 70s, and I wanted to get like shag pile carpet as well, but it turns out that's not easy to find. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like a cave. Are there rats running across your toes? Oh, jeez. I mean, there, there may have once been a sighting of one rodent down okay, here. Okay, one rodent, that's but not so not bad. He, he's not here today. <laughs> he's not, not here. Uh, Henry's not here today. What's the rest of your house like? <laughs> it's nice. We um, moved out here about two years ago. We lived in San Francisco in a much smaller place uh, for many years and had children. And there was also a fire there. And that oh, was no. bad. But everyone was fine. Yeah. My wife was uh, really pregnant. And then a friend of mine who was also... We were... I'll go and tell the story. This, our place, we were selling it. Um, and the, our real estate agent is my friend, Alan. <laughs> I shouldn't name him now. And he was over one day, and, we, and he was smoking a cigarette on our roof, talking about selling the house. Well, it's not a house, it's a tiny apartment. Um, and three hours later, the house caught, the condo caught fire. And I guess the ash had done whatever. And my wife was really pregnant. So it was the whole thing. But everyone was fine. We got we got out. Everyone got oh out. Oh my god. Damn it, Alan. Um, That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Alan's, Alan's, so Alan, my good friend Alan, who I'm still friends with, has been feeling pretty guilty for about six years now. Alan, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck you. Um, so yeah, what was I saying? But we moved, yeah, so we used to live in San Francisco in a smaller place, and now then we had kids, basically, and moved out to uh, Oakland, which is a little bit less exciting but a bit cheaper and a bit further out. Yeah. But it's fun. I like it out here. So we live on a hill, we live on a hill out here. It's nice. That, that, that sounds pretty nice. Do your kids have their own rooms? They actually, we decided to force them to be in the same room. There is another room they could have, but we're not letting them have it. So we... Damn. <laughs> we put them in the same bed because we thought it'd be fun. And so far it's going pretty well. They're kind of, they're two and the oldest one just turned five last week. So they're pretty close in age. And they're mostly buddies for now we'll see how that changes yeah did you did you have but siblings yeah. growing up did you also have to be in the same room as your siblings i did no but i really my wife did and she really liked the idea and i kind of did too so we're trying it out um yeah no i have an old, i have an older brother but we were never in the same room like literally ever even when we were awake <laughs> no we were but we didn't sleep in the same room um yeah well I kind of like that. I kind of like, like it. You it's have these cool. ideas about how, um, I guess this is a, something that can happen to a parent, is that you get to enforce the ideas that you have of how to make sure your kids live their best life. 
And I suppose having them live together right. is one thing, because it's going to force them closer, and it's going to force them to solve conflicts that they have with each other, and to become friends with each other, probably, like, ideally, right? But then you also wrote that article maybe, maybe. on nostalgia, and you're trying to force people to put their phones down. It's like, we're I not mean, your family. Is a strong word. <laughs> no, you are. Fuck you, do it what I say. It was a pretty forceful article. It yeah. was good. You were putting your foot down. Put your f- <laughs> that Put your fucking phone down, yeah. asshole. That was the first title. <laughs> get off hey, the internet. Hey, asshole, what are you get doing? Get your mind wandering. Stop reading, stop reading my article on your phone. Actually, keep reading and it. Then, and then yeah, wait, wait, before you yeah. put your phone down, just get to the last sentence, please. I think one of the reasons that you have children is to force your ideas <laughs> upon them. <though. laughs> just, I keep playing them my favorite songs and telling them it's their favorite song, too. Because I can do that. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, like. you can. They're fine. They'll be, they'll be fine. <laughs> I say in a, in a, in a cave under my house. Hiding from <laughs> what is that song that you're forcing on them? This this third thing that you're oh, now forcing on people. Prob- probably it's probably Neil Young or something. I don't know. Andrew, I have this song. Um, you sent it to me, and I love it now. I listen to it all the time. I wish I could tell you what Wait, it's what's... called. <laughs> you love um, it so much. I love it so much that I don't remember anything about it, but it's about uh, I don't think I've ever, sent, I've never sent, I've I asked for a love song. song. Yeah, oh, I asked, yeah, I was asking for love songs, and oh, it, um, I know what it was. It was Ryan Adams. It was Ryan Adams. Yeah, it? It was, the sun um, the, also sets. Yeah, the sun also sets. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, but it's not it's a happy good. love song at all. So I didn't no. really. I cry every time. Post. Okay, well that's something. <laughs> Um, have you had all of your children? Or are you going to have more? <laughs> have you had all of your... Um, we have had all of our children, and I think we're going to stop now. But I would like another one. So Uh-oh. A boy? Maybe we will have... Uh-oh. No, a not necessarily a boy. Named I just... A boy named Mark McGark Mason Chemmings. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful Wait. name. Yeah. Andrew, I've had this debate with, like, everybody I've ever talked to on the phone on Twitter. Chamings? Is that right? Chamings? It's cha- no, I think it's Chamings. Chamings? Okay, you That's cut all- out right when you said that, though. What is... It's Chamings? Binks. No, it's Chamings. No, no, you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's uh, Chamings. It rhymes with... There aren't any words that rhyme with it. Hammings? Chamming. Chamming. Yes. That doesn't make sense because there is only one M. You've spelled your last name wrong. It's like hamming when you're eating you ham, the t- but you put a ch instead of a h. Chamings. Exactly. Do you do you pronounce the T at the end of your name, Mason? Peteford. Or is it Peteford? Pe- well, if I'm saying it like a French asshole, you know, it sounds totally different, but I just say Peteford. Okay. But yeah, in French, like is beautiful, so you wouldn't. Right. Oh, there you go. That was a pretty good French accent. But I'm not a dick. Um, yeah. So. My my name. I am a dick, and my name is spelled wrong. But that's just the Chamings. way it is. It's Chamings. 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 Yeah. What's your What's your middle name? Wallace. Oh shit! I knew that. I knew that. Okay. That. Yeah. Because um, it's super dorky, so I remember. <laughs> it is super dorky. <laughs> there was uh, uh, Andrew. Fair. Andrew, do you uh, remember when you shared wedding photos with us? It was. Oh, it, was, yeah, it was the Mason most endearing I had them. them. <laughs> I saved them. <laughs> but it's, it's literally on the wall behind Mason. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's actually my wallpaper on my phone now. So. 
I remember. Yeah, I got married. I remember. Yeah, wait, when I was 24 and I let looked, me I talk. 12. My turn. <laughs> God. Wait. Jesus. Uh, no, I brought it up because we're talking about uh, dorkiness. Mason says your middle name is Dorky, and she's correct. Um, you said that you looked dorky in your wedding photo. And then you said the cutest thing that you were like, I don't know how I landed a wife that's so hot. So it was like, oh. That's true. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. I think she it was is. the accent. She is. She is. She's a straight yeah, up she's hottie. Lovely, but she's a piece, man. Is she, she, can, she might She might be able to hear this, so we don't need to yell it. <laughs> yeah, she's terrific. But she... You got a nice she, ass. <laughs> you got a nice ass. You got a nice ass. Um, she's not single. She's married um, to a guy. Uh, damn it! So I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. What was the question about? Though? I can't remember now. No more children. Maybe one, but we'll see. We'll see. She says no. Okay, so you're, you're gonna have that yeah, we'll talk. Um, so you're gonna take things we'll, into your own maybe. hands. <laughs> that sounds just take awful. a baby. <laughs> yeah, just find a baby and take it. Just snatch it up. But. My wife's got a job where she is uh, kind of busy and not, and she's done having babies and trying to do that as well, I think, right now. Well, you should have is, it. I will try and have a baby. Um, we can wait for that to happen. But I don't know. But yeah, we got two. We're, di- we're, we're, we're pretty if happy. If there's anyone out there listening right now who knows the science behind how Andrew can have a baby... By himself. This is the internet. <laughs> you know, someone's probably out there with that information. Please contact him right away. His name is Andrew Wallace Chammings. Let's get in contact Chammings. with him. Or, if you have a baby that you don't want, I'll take it. Send Just it in bring the it post. Over. Yeah. Let's put a baby in don't Andrew. Don't take it to the fire station. <laughs> Do people take babies to fire stations and leave them there? Or is that, is that an English thing or an American thing? I mean, I... Do you guys do I've that? Yeah, you can take a baby. You can take a... You've never, you've never taken a baby to a fire I station? Have I, personally? I don't know, have you? I can't say I have, no. It's we don't thing, live like you savages a, like you guys do overseas. If you have a fucking baby, you don't want the baby. I think the point is that you don't do anything bad to the baby. You just take it to the fire station and leave it there. That's what, that's what happens. And then it's maybe the I'll next hang, Harry Potter. <laughs> maybe I should hang out. Yeah, no, take some like late night walks by the fire station. station. Just, just, you know, keep an eye on that stoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. But there are literally signs outside some fire stations which show someone handing over a baby. Am I making this up? Uh, no, this is America. I don't think. I mean, we're a little more civilized than that. That's pretty. But nuts. I think. I think the idea is if, if it's not like a, it's not like Plan A when you have a baby just to take it to a fire station. I think if if things are going bad, maybe you've taken all the drugs or <laughs> something happened and you're not able to look after the and you're not able to look after the baby don't like throw the baby in the river take it to oh the forest station God. <laughs> wait so are you saying okay. I've never seen a sign like that on the fire station I'm familiar with this phenomenon no. <laughs> at least in movies but I've never seen a sign on the fire station I've... inviting people to leave their babies in baskets on the steps got have a you baby? Looked? Leave it have here. You, you should you should pay more attention. I think they're there. Yeah, exactly. Got a baby. Leave it here. <laughs> um, so that's how we're gonna have our third child. I'm gonna grab one from a fire station. Is there a chute that you drop it in, like at the post office, where you like <laughs> and you close it? Like a, or like a garbage chute? Yeah. Right. 
All right, Andrew's third baby will be named Fire Chief McGregor. He's going to be a, a tough little guy. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to have Mark and Mason on it, but okay. Well, you do we'll the work, Mason. I can't do everything. <laughs> Andrew, what'd you have for lunch? Have you eaten lunch yet? Um, yes, I did. I had, um, <laughs> I had a very boring ham and cheese sandwich. So there you go. It was oh, you delicious. could call that a cham sandwich. Like your name. Ah. <laughs> Mason. Ah, yes. Mark said, Mark said this joke. Yes. Am I being a good co-host? Ah. Oh, yes. the Ooh, Show one. reverence for the everything the host says, please. Um, it's quite. It's earlier here than where it is with you, and I went out for sushi last night and got a bit drunk, and so I've had quite a slow day. But now I feel pretty good talking to you, and I had a ham sandwich. And I can hear my children screaming in the distance, but... That's fine. They're right? safe, right? They'll be fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> they're, safe, they're safe. Someone Shut take up, Daddy's the under the house talking to <laughs> internet strangers. <laughs> Who's the, they can probably hear me talking. Who's Daddy talking to down there? About Mom's ass. He doesn't really know them. It's fine. Mason, you are you are the breakfast guru. What kind of breakfast should a hungover person such as, such as Andrew have on a on a morning like this? So all health consciousness out the window you gotta have a greasy ass like waffle house do you guys have waffle houses in oakland you mean in the bay area no just i don't is that a southern thing i think yeah, yeah it is mostly like it. they're like there are a couple like of a, them scattered throughout the like US. a greasy spoon diner you know like a big like classic american breakfast yeah or mcdonald's that breakfast good. something greasy that sounds good. Bacon. i feel like any greasy you you need some salty pork meat yes. somewhere. Gotta have the salty of pork some, meat. Of some form, and then you'll be okay, for, I think. Yeah. Yes. Maybe like a Denver omelet, eggs and cheese and ham. That's a Denver omelet, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I feel like there's peppers in a Denver omelet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you, with your girls, they're, they're such cute little girls, and you said they're two and five, and I know that you're a writer, yes. and I was wondering, do you, do you tell them bedtime stories? Do you make up bedtime stories for them? Yeah, I do, sometimes. It's kind of I fun. I bet it is. I bet you're really um, good at it. Well, I, that's not... Well, I mean, they, can't, they don't critique <laughs> them. They just kind of either cry or go to sleep. Um, they don't. They're not like. But I like Dan. You should forward that to Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> they don't say that. <laughs> yes, you should. Yeah. No, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I, I, I sometimes make up stories. I've never written a kid's story, but one day that would be kind of fun. Oh, you have a plan. I feel like it's easy, right? It seems easy until like, you sit down like to do it. Oh, you've tried. Kind of, yeah, because I was an elementary school <laughs> teacher for a while, and I would read the books to the kids. Oh, that's right. And be like, anybody could do this. I could do this, and and then I couldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. There's like a real craft there to like the pacing and like the short, the short sentences and stuff. I don't know. I love reading kids kids books to my kids. It's, that's kind it of fun. Is. I like doing weird accents. Oh, as well. cool. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> do you do? A, do you ever do an American accent? Ooh. I bet you do. I bet sometimes um, you fill up at the gas station and you just don't want to deal with all of it, and you're like. Let's go jamming. Twenty bucks on pump I feel like fourteen. I, I may rather than twenty <laughs> pounds on pump fourteen, please. 
<laughs> 20 quid, 20 quid 20. please, mate. I, no, I feel like I, I, I feel like I may have a slight American accent, or do I not? Is it all English? Um, it is slightly, it sounds like you've been in America for a few years. Like, yeah, like you, Some you words. don't sound American, but you sound like you've been here for a while. Yeah, it's sort of getting a bit, I don't know, it's, I think it's probably more uh, English. When I, when I go back to England sometimes, my friends will tell me I sound American. And they get upset about yeah, it. Yeah, so now you're, now you're nothing. Um, you have no identity now. <clears throat> I did. I once. I went back and uh, my friend recently. I went back. When I was about last Christmas. And my friend told me that I sounded American. And he wasn't very happy. <laughs> and then I thought he was being really smart. And I said, yeah, but Stephen. I quoted Stephen Hawking. I was like, Stephen Hawking said that adaptation is a sign of intellect. And then my friend said... Yeah, but he was another twat who took on an American accent, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's more English than American. That's the trouble, though. So you, you we'll can't, see. It might evolve some more. You're not, uh, not American enough to convince the Americans and uh, not English enough to fit in with your old chaps anymore. Yeah, the old, the old chaps are not best pleased. Yeah, everyone's just a bit upset at me. Basically. But the, the roots fine. of your identity are still there when it comes to horrible words for genitalia. Oh my that's, god. Just the true. worst things you can that's think true. of. Andrew knows all the filthiest words. He'll plop it, you know, he'll... Do you want to run down a couple Ugh. for us? Plop is good. Oh no, probably not, I imagine. I don't know. <laughs> All right, but I've listeners, if you, if you ever get the chance, me. bring it up with him. I'm sure he's less uh, hesitant in writing. Less, less coy. That's oh, true. Oh, yes. That is very I true. Think, I think that's true. I feel like that's probably true of everyone, though, right? I don't know. What? What no, part? You're, just you're not true. <laughs> that you're probably more bold in your writing than actually, like, talking to someone. Like, in the same way as, like, you'll, like, tell someone to, like, fuck off from your car when you drive by them, but you wouldn't, like, if you were walking past them, you wouldn't be like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, but you would hand them a note where it's written, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, fuck yeah. you. Exactly. I wrote this for you. Like, fuck you. I didn't yeah. say anything. You read it. You're the one who read it. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, okay, so, Andrew, you have good hair, and this is something the entire internet knows and often praises you for. Uh... It, not today. Yeah, it's kind of flat today. It, yeah, kind of, I was expecting it to flat. have like maybe, yeah. maybe a little more volume. I'm sorry. Is it recently washed? Yeah, yeah it was. See, that's a problem. I'm a, I'm a mess today. I, it's fine. I'm getting. But there. still, it, it looks pretty good. Even <laughs> even so, this is like it's like a nine point five on a regular person, that's, but only because you've raised the, the hair standard so high for yourself. On you, it's more like a seven point five. The well, truth is I don't that. Know I, if I go that I, high. <laughs> Hey Mason, Mason, let's see your let's see your parents. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Damn it! I once my hair is very average, and I once took one photo of my hair, which may, looked a bit like Morrissey, and it's just forever going to be my profile picture. So that's it, that's it. But my question for you is what? And I've asked this before to a couple of people, and the answers never disappoint. So you might be the first disappointing answer. <laughs> what is the worst hairstyle you've ever had? Oh, <laughs> so I don't know if this was a thing in America, but in England, when you're in like 12, you'd get like an undercut. An undercut. Right? Explain that what that means. I'm not yeah. really sure. I have one. Like you, this is where you, yeah, I know you do. Like you pull cool. up the long right, exactly. hair and shave underneath it and put the long hair back down. Yeah. 
Yeah, but when you're like, exactly. But if you're like an English boy and you're 12 and it's like 1994, <laughs> you're going to have like a middle parting. Right. And then you're going to have it shaved. Oh, up. no. And it's so bad. Oh and there's God. so many... And there's so many funny photos. Of Wait, Andrew, is it like in Charlie's Angels, that weird guy, you know? Oh, uh, Crispin, yeah. Glover's, Crispin Glover's character in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, he definitely, exactly. That's a really good example. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Wait, if you have a picture like that, I need to see. <laughs> I agree. But imagine, that, but, like, with, but imagine that with, like, red hair. Oh, heavens. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So that, there you go. Maybe I'll send you a photo. Maybe Thanks. not. Yes, please. Did, did it make your life difficult or did you not even notice it sometimes we're so young when we have these bad hairstyles and we're just like this is what hair is and it's fine um, or, but other times we're acutely like, aware of how dorky we look it's, it must be unlikely that I was the only one with yeah. that haircut Like, why, I, I'm sure there were just a lot of us walking around strutting around with that, that hair just That's yeah yeah, the no one good wrong. thing you can do is you can shake your head oh, and the hair will flap back and forth, which is kind of cool. Like, not everybody can do that. Mason, tell me... M Mason, can we talk about the back of your head? Oh, yeah? How, what about it? How, how high does that go? Uh, um... I don't know, a couple inches, like, up to here. So. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I can't see it that well with this hairstyle, but... That could be a conversation piece at your party tonight where you talk about being soulless and having broken pants what am i gonna say be like hey nice to meet you uh i shaved half of my head a couple <laughs> weeks ago do you want to see <laughs> hey check this out just turn around yeah you shaved it yourself i'm not gonna take advice from you okay, no fair. no no no. my hair's my hair guy did it and i was shedding my pants when it happened because it was a bunch of hair let's see um okay andrew were you a dorky little boy when you were in secondary school yeah we've you're, uh, I think we established well, that with haircut. haircut. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily that reflect your personality. Did you? Um, what do you mean by dorky? Um, like, I don't know, like maybe a bit of a social outcast. Um, uh, maybe having nerdy interests. Uh, no, I wasn't actually. I was never a, like, nerdy. I'm not like a big... You mean like comic book kind of sits in the corner on his own and reads... Harry Potter type Eats his thing. I mean, there so, are a million ways to be his, dorky. Not all, there, and it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean I a went bad to a, thing. I went to quite an odd school in that the school I went to was all boys until the year I started in when I was 11. And it was a very small school. It was the school my dad went to, so he wanted to send me there. And the year I started, they let girls in for the first time. So in my entire year, there were 40, bo 40 boys, and we wore like blazers and everything. Of the course, whole, yes. The whole, Proper uniform. You know, like Harry, Harry, as you might, like Harry Potter kind of. And there were four, 40 boys and five girls in the year, because it was the first year they started letting girls in. So it was just a very, in hindsight, it was quite a weird uh, school. And, it, and I went to the same school from the age of 11 to 18. And... Um, when you say yeah, 40 boys and 5 girls, you mean in your particular grade, right? That's not the entire school. The entire school was about 250 people. Holy cow. Yeah. Whoa. And it was in so the middle of nowhere. that's you got that haircut to get their <laughs> <laughs> And it was in the, middle of, it's in the middle of nowhere in England. And most of the people, it's like a boarding school. But I was a day pupil, so I'd go 
every day. On oh, but most of the people slept there. But most of the kids there were. Most of the people lived there, and they would. A lot of them were Cantonese from Hong Kong because there would be a lot of uh, a lot of like wealthy Cantonese parents would want their kids to get English educations for whatever reason, for business or whatever. So they'd send their boys to the school, and they lived there. So I grew up, So a lot of my friends were like Cantonese. Uh, oh wow! Who would guys. expect in, kind of, in a small? Kind of I imagine a small farming town. Exactly, it was a small. It wasn't a town. It was literally a school in the middle <laughs> of a field. And it was, yeah. And it's weird when you grow up. I was like, this is this is normal. And now I'm like, wow, that was really weird in hindsight. Yeah, because your cool. your girls probably go to like a large. I don't know what kind of. Oh well, the two year old doesn't go anywhere most likely. Yeah. So my the two year old doesn't go anywhere. My oldest girl Harriet is just about to start the public elementary school in kindergarten which is a block away from our house so we're excited about that she's kind she's of nervous. nervous you're nervous yeah right is she ready does she know her ABCs yeah she does she's I think she's gonna be okay but she's a little bit she said she's gonna be she's told me she's gonna be shy for 20 minutes she said I'm gonna be shy for 20 minutes I was like, okay that's fine. That's so cute I wish I could put a yeah. cap on Wait. my shyness for only 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> right Right, wouldn't it be? Yeah, exactly. Right. But she's five years old. Not, 20 minutes 20 to years. her is like four weeks. Yeah. Is she the one who, is Hattie the one who does ballet? Or is that Margo? That's Margo. That's the little Margo one. does ballet? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she's annoying. She just yells a lot right now. Oh. That's what two-year-olds do. But the older Don't take Hattie, it personally. But, I know, it's, her, it's, kind of her, it's kind of her role. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <gasps> But yeah, that's a, so. That's I'm excited to send my children to a normal school. Um, Do they? Uh, I'm like fascinated with people's and their children, and like it's so interesting to see like offshoots of your friends. Like as an adult now, I see friends having children, and I'm like, oh my god, it's it's a little right. you, but it's also not a little you. It's like a, an individual person with their own personality. Even though like at times you're like, oh, that mannerism is completely her mother's, but they're like. Like I'm just so fascinated. Like, where does where do talents come from? Like, how do some people have children who are like amazing at piano, where the parents have never played an instrument in their life, and like your your little girl, your little girl does ballet. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done ballet, if your wife has, or if that's just like something that emerged in her. And you're like, oh, that looks fun. We'll try that out. And I know she's probably not like a world class talent at two years old. <laughs> she's doing. Okay. But, you know, she's how do- dare you, Mark? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? I'm gonna tell Margot you said that. Yeah, no, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch that stuff. My, my oldest girl is basically just my dad. Every time, everything she does is just like, my dad's just a farmer who like runs around outside all day long, picking up rocks and trees and looking at them and stuff and that Harriet whenever we take her out she just like runs into the woods and like grabs a bug or a, they're just the same person it's so funny um, yeah that's fun little, but my other one scientist. Margaret yeah she, yeah she like likes all outdoorsy stuff I don't know maybe she should be a farmer maybe we should take her back to the farm <laughs> I don't know do, you, do your parents come <laughs> often do they, do they live in America my parents live in England uh, on the farm actually on the, my dad was born on that farm he's He's not leaving. He's still there, and they come out a lot. Yeah, they come out. They're coming out in September. They like to come out. Um, I see them quite a lot. I see them like once, maybe twice a year. So. Yeah, for extended um, periods. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they come out a lot now. Obviously, we have the kids because they want to see the kids. Um, yeah, I was the only. I'm the only one who left England. 
of the family. They're all still back there. That's crazy. Uh, people who, who born born in one place, grew up there, lived there their entire life. It's uh, that's not a not, not such a common thing anymore. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, well, my dad when he was um, pretty young, his dad died, so he was kind of like. Un he only really was ever he was kind of under pressure to take over the farm when he was a teenager because his because his dad died so he like became a farmer and he just like hasn't done anything else so when so when me and my brother were growing up he was very much of the opinion that we should like go away <laughs> and do stuff because he never could never could he was like oh. so they were kind of excited when they were kind of sad but they were kind of excited when I moved out here because what kind of farmer? He never, uh, it was a dairy farm for Ooh. like 50 years it was we had it's very green and hilly and there were cows but we also had horse sheep pigs everything it was kind of a but now it's anything uh, that could be milked it's a free reign anything you can milk <laughs> anything you can milk Put a um, but now it's um, it's uh, free range eggs so it's, there's like 5,000 chickens there now no cows you got rid of the cows cows are hard work you have to wake up at 5 in the morning and milk them why? It's kind of tough. Because, uh, though, because, wait, why? Why if that you don't time? Milk a, because you have to milk, that's a good question. You have to milk a cow uh, twice a day. So if you wait. You won't fit uh, in. To later, and they don't, and it, well, it needs to be evenly spaced out, right? Right. And if you, and so you have to get up early and milk them, and then you milk them again at like, you don't want to be milking them at like in the evening too late. So then you milk them again at like five in the afternoon or four. Is it hard? Because, like, in cartoons, they just grab it and, like, you know, do a little jig with the... Am I, am I saying this weird? I feel like my emotions are weird You're right now. You're miming, pulling on butters right keep... now. <laughs> I'm just asking if it's hard, because I've seen, like, people say that it's not as easy as it looks. But it's not, I mean, it's not, like, a little stool and then just, like, milking a cow and then going to the next one and milking a cow. <laughs> Is it there's not? Like a hot... No, there's a whole thing where there's like seven cows each side and then you have suckers on a vacuum and you oh, yeah. put them on the teats and then Suck it's just cows. a whole and there's a lot of like pumping and then there's milk going through tubes it's like Willy Wonka's factory and there's like but it's just milk is it a dirty um, job like do you get a lot of milk on you wait you cut out <laughs> you cut out just at the point where you're gonna say it's something it's probably good that you didn't hear that but i'm just gonna say it again because i have no shame is it like a really dirty job like you get you get really wet like you get a lot of milk on you <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> why did you say the word why did, why did you say the word wet wet like that <laughs> I said it normal. Why did you get so close to the screen when you said you wet like really that? Wet? <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's milk. Yes, yeah, it's, you're farming. Of course, it's dirty. There's milk and all sorts everywhere. It's absolutely oh. gross, but it's fun. Oh god. So when I was little, I'd go. I'd milk the cows with my dad. Um, but uh, now it's yeah. Now it's chickens back there, and they're not as fun. You, milk you can't the chickens. milk them. They're harder to milk. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's going to happen to the farm now? Because you your brother isn't there. You're not there. Who's it going to be passed to? Well, my brother's actually pretty close. He was in London, and then he just moved down to near the farm. He just had a baby last week. Oh, congratulations! So, wow. A little yeah. Yeah. There's a little boy. Little, is his name little, Andrew? His name is 
Sebastian Philip Chemings, and he's Whoa. a week. He's a week. Whoa, and he's a week old. He's, he's going to be a lady killer. That's a good name. He's going to be a lady killer. He, uh, but my brother lives near the farm, but he's not a farmer. Um, but I imagine one day he'll probably kind of move in to the you farm. You think so? I don't know. Is it like with chickens? We'll is that the kind of thing you can do when when you're retired? Is that like a little <laughs> little more low energy, like less uh, less effort? Yeah, that, that was kind of the. I, I think that was the idea. Like it's a little less effort to have chickens than cows. Yeah. But my dad's not retired. He just he still goes and farms all day. Yeah, man. he probably won't stop doing that unless okay, he can. Cool. He, likes he likes it. it. Good for him. What's a, what is a nickname he for Sebastian? It. I'm trying to think because that's a long name. How do you shorten that? Seb. Shep. Seb. <laughs> Shep. <laughs> yeah, he's a dog. He's a sheep dog. We call him Shep. No, he, Seb. Yeah, I think it's Seb, right? Seb. No. Sebastian. It's. One thing I know. What do we know? How can it be Seb? That? Nobody is called Chum. Seb. Literally, there are thousands of people Come called here, Seb. Little Seb. I don't know. Little I don't Seb know. got I'll his pan- piano hey, recital tonight. Let's all go cheer maybe, on little Seb. Maybe, maybe Bastion. That sounds weird. Bas- I don't know. Batch. Batch. What up, little Batch? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he won't have a nickname. Maybe it'll just be always just be Sebastian Philip Chamings the Seb. whole thing. Mason, have you heard the name Seb? No, Andrew's just making shit up. I swear to God, he made up that fire the firefighter thing with the babies. That's not real either. Hey everybody, we're gonna take a break here. It'll last approximately one week, and then you can come back and listen to part two of Andrew Chamings' podcast on making friends with Mark McGark.